This is the Scripture Study Project. We are your hosts, Krista and Zach Horton, and this is our podcast where we study Scripture with you. Each episode, we help you discover new or renewed excitement for God and His Word. Invest your heart and personal life into your study and connect with others as you teach and learn together. Hey there, welcome to our first episode of 2024. Um, and also our first episode of our first mini-series that we will be starting in this upcoming year. We're excited about this one. We think that it will be relevant to all that we want to talk, really the basis of what we're studying and talking about this year, which is the Book of Mormon. Um, So we're going to ask a few significant questions in these upcoming episodes. And significant questions that we help will hope will help improve your study of the Book of Mormon and improve ours as well. So I'm going to start off by asking Zach the most important question because it's the first one, which is, why should I read or study the Book of Mormon this year? Yeah, so I really like this question because, um, you know, we were sitting with our kids the other night and talking about this upcoming year of the Book of Mormon And I was just thinking about myself, you know, having read the Book of Mormon multiple times, as many of our listeners have, um, I wanted, I wanted a why. I wanted a really good why, a reason why I wanted to to study. Well, that's good because as we were talking, I think it was last night, you were issuing some challenges for the kids of like, hey, you could actually read, you could do that this year, read it on your own. And Mm -hmm. it started to make me feel excited for each of our kids for different reasons um, because of their reading levels and because of the way that they like to digest books because they're all very different. Um, I just thought we need to kind of set them up for what kind of take they want to have as they're reading this year. I, I can see one of our sons just wanting to read it purely to kind of like read it in two days like he does most books yeah. and be like, hey, that story was really cool. I loved it for these reasons. Whereas I think some of the other reading levels and other types of books will feel differently. And I I think that's how I am as an adult. Like, I think you're going to come into reading the Book of Mormon this year differently than I will. Yeah, yeah. So it's really good for us to not only set up what our plans are, but also why why we each are personally. I don't think there's one answer for everyone. Yeah, well, and if you think about it... um... I mean, I, I, so I, I do this when I introduce the Book of Mormon to my students. Um, I point out to them that the Book of Mormon has a thesis, just like um, any book has a thesis, has a purpose, right? Books have a reason why they were written. Um, I'll often remind them of back when they were in middle school and they would write English papers and they had to put a thesis statement in their introduction, usually the last sentence of their introduction. Um, so I want to, if I can, I want to read a couple of those the thesis statements of the authors of the Book of Mormon, because this is one reason why I think reading the Book of Mormon can be so significant. Because I think this, the why is more important. I was already getting into our next episode, which is the how, Mm. but setting this up for them as why is going to be really the most important thing. Right. Well, I think we do it wrong too. Wrong. There's not a right or wrong necessarily to the Book of Mormon, but I think we miss a very significant why when we read the Book of Mormon. So um, this is 1 Nephi chapter 1, the first chapter or the introduction of the Book of Mormon. Nephi is the first author that we meet. And right where you would expect a thesis statement to be at the end of the introduction, the last sentence of chapter 1 says this, 
But behold, I, Nephi, will show unto you that the tender mercies of the Lord are over all those whom he has chosen because of their faith to make them mighty even unto the power of deliverance. Um, so Nephi's purpose, he says, is to show that God is merciful and powerful and saves his children. Then if you go to Jacob chapter 4, this is the next author in the Book of Mormon. Jacob says, um, this is verse 4, For this intent have we written these things, that they may know that we knew of Christ, and we had a hope of his glory many hundred years before his coming. So there's the next author of the Book of Mormon saying essentially the same thing. We're writing this because we want our children, our, want pe pe our readers to know that we knew about Christ. Then uh, the Words of Mormon, this is chapter, there's only one chapter, but Words of Mormon chapter one. So uh, this is Mormon, the next, the, the primary author of the Book of Mormon. He's the one that, of course, narrates the, the middle section from Mosiah until Mormon. And he says, this is verse four, and the things which are upon these plates are pleasing unto me because of the prophecies of the coming of Christ. And then jumping to verse eight, my prayer to God is concerning my brethren that they may once again come to the knowledge of God, yea, the redemption of Christ, that they may once again be a delightsome people. And then if you go to Mormon chapter uh, nine, this is the last author of the Book of Mormon, Moroni. Uh, right after Mormon, his father has passed away. Um, Moroni in chapter 8 uh, tells his listeners that he's seen them, or his readers that he's seen them, seen the modern day. Um, and then he says this, this is verse 11 in chapter 9. Behold, I will show unto you a God of miracles, even the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. And it is the same God who created the heavens and the earth and all things that in them are. So that's every major author in the Book of Mormon saying essentially the same thing, that they want to show or tell or prove that uh, Christ um, loves his, his people and saves them and has power to deliver them. And yet when we read the Book of Mormon, we often miss that because we get caught up in some of the great heroic stories of the Book of Mormon, right? When you read First Nephi, we talk about Nephi and his, his, um, you know, his journey back to get the plates. And we come out of that story saying, oh, I just love Nephi and he's so inspirational and he, I want to be brave like Nephi and I want to be, you know, uh, trustworthy like Nephi. Or we'll look at Captain Moroni or we'll look at Abish. And all of those are great, but I sometimes wonder if Nephi was studying first Nephi with us and we were to say, what's the lesson that you learned from first Nephi? And someone said, oh, I learned how Nephi's courageous. I wonder if Nephi would stop the conversation and say, but I didn't write that so you could learn how courageous I was. I wrote that so you could see that God is merciful and powerful and delivers his children. And I think those stories are powerful because, and maybe relatable because we see how they live their life as a life of faith where they're searching out for God and they're they're looking for answers from him and I do think that can get passed up a little bit hmm. in when we do start to focus too much on the on maybe on what they're doing rather than why they're doing it yeah well I mean the subtitle of the Book of Mormon is another testament of Jesus Christ and yet um, it was even our son last night was telling me he said dad I, I'm I, I was I, I liked reading the New Testament this year, and the Book of Mormon will be it'll be interesting because it's not a book about Jesus. And so I pointed out to him, well, the 
title of the book is actually Another Testament of Jesus Christ. And for him, that was kind of a different thing because Jesus isn't as visible and present here. And yet the Book of Mormon references God or the Lord more often than than any other book of scripture. Well, and it's these kind of, you could call them real life examples of these people experiencing just some of those things. Like as you were reading some of those, I was writing down like for my own benefit of why I should read or why we can tell the kids is um, to know a God of miracles, come to know him, his mercy, he saves us, he's there for us to know his hope, have hope in his glory. Um, And this year, especially in the New Testament, it's so easy to teach that, or I guess last year in the New Testament, it's so easy to teach that like God is a God of miracles. These same miracles that you're seeing right here in the New Testament that he's performing, that's what you can feel too. You can have that same experience. Um, And I think that that gets a little bit lost in the Book of Mormon sometimes. So I like that idea of focusing on him in that way so that we can have that same experience, even though Christ isn't maybe the central figure in the same way that he is in the New Testament. Do you wonder if, I mean, I wonder if the Book of Mormon, because of that, is maybe a little bit more relatable than even the New Testament is because our life doesn't, we don't have Jesus present with us, healing us and helping us. And yet we have got, we experience him helping us. We just don't see him do it. And the Book of Mormon is that, right? It's a story of how Jesus helps people, but not not being physically present with them. So maybe this is more relatable to, to I do, us. I do think so. Because I think that those characters, um, the authors and the narrators that we learn about in the Book of Mormon... Um, I mean, that's why we latch, I think it's easier for us or for kids to latch on to those stories because they're people and you can see their struggles and it's not just a telling of like, wow, look, this person that wasn't blind anymore, now they can see that's amazing, but it doesn't, maybe it feels a little more uber miraculous than yeah. someone being helped in these smaller ways. And being helped with family troubles is a little bit more relatable a miracle mm-hmm. than walking on water or being or learning how to do something i mean those kind of stories but but not only are they learning to do something they're learning to do it through christ which i think is um showing his power and that's an important element to yeah. remember this year yeah i like that so if i'm kind of reconfiguring in my brain the question for me of why i should read the book of mormon this year um I'm actually thinking back on some of our our past two years of episodes because I think the first year that we did in 2018 was, I don't want to call it basic, but it was a pretty basic study of like the Book of Mormon of Mm -hmm. how we would teach it or how we would go through it. And then I know that when we did it again in 2020, we wanted a different take on it. And this is the take that we took Mm -hmm. was we want to look for Christ as we study the Book of Mormon. So if if you go back and listen to any of those episodes, maybe... The listener will find that that's what they maybe there's a difference in yeah, what they yeah. see and i know for me when we went back and studied in 2020 with that new spin that was the first time that i had really taken that thought with me in the book of mormon it was like i'm gonna look for christ and have him be the focus and look at his power and see these people as kind of them using allowing christ in their lives i guess i should say um and i remember noticing a difference And so I think that, like you said, there's not really a wrong way to look at it, but I think that it can bring a lot to our study as we look for Christ. But I also think the other element of that, that they're both important. Like we do need to look for ourselves in the Book of Mormon too. 
And that's why maybe we relate to whatever character in the story that we feel like represents how we feel in our faith. I think that's important too, looking for ourselves and say, what is it that I need? Do I need that hope? Do I need to come to know him better? Do I need to understand his miracles more? I studied the New Testament last year and I love learning about his miracles, but what does that look like in someone's life? Which I think is kind of cool because we kind of, we get that a little more yeah. well, in the Book of Mormon. Well, it's kind of a like a personal thesis. So the, mm -hmm. the authors had their thesis, which was to show Christ, but you're talking about when I come to the book, I can have my own personal thesis that is, I need hope or I need encouragement or I need instruction on how to do this. Mm -hmm. Makes me think of, um, I think it was President Eyring, well, maybe he still does this, but whenever he studies the Book of Mormon, he picks a different topic and that's the lens he uses to study the Book of Mormon. So he has on his shelf, however many copies of the Book of Mormon he's used and they're labeled, you know, one is faith, one is hope. And, um, and it's kind of what we're talking about here. Like I, I can bring my own, I need more hope. And so this year I'm going to study the Book of Mormon looking for um, truths or stories that bring me hope. Yeah. And I think having these two ideas in mind, for me at least, I'm actually, it's helped me already. I'm more excited to read the Book of Mormon this year. Yeah, well, <laughs> so why should I read? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm getting some ideas here. But um, I think either way we do it, and maybe it'll be a mixture, but keeping a focus on looking for Christ and what he does. And I even like the idea of like, maybe there's one of the author's thesis statements that resonates with you more. And that, that will be how I come to figure out or reinvigorate myself. That's what I wrote down in my notes was like, with if I'm looking for Christ, and I'm looking for myself. How do I find, like, how do I reinvigorate my study? Um, because the weird problem I have is that we have done this like, I've done a lot of my study has been in preparation for podcasts in the past. And so last year was kind of a transition year for me of like, how do I want to, what do I need from my study this year? And how am I going to do it if I'm not? Not because you're recording for someone else. Not because else, I'm right? recording for someone else. And um, obviously we'll all have different reasons, but I look forward to it for that reason, for um, maybe just reinvigorating with these questions in mind. Well, I want to do, I do want to share um just some practical tips for finding Christ in the Book of Mormon. Um, these aren't anything mind-blowing, but they're really practical and, and simple ways to be able to find um, find truths and characteristics of him. So uh, number one, focus on the titles, roles, character, and attributes of Jesus Christ. Uh, I had a friend of mine once that asked the question, is the Book of Mormon, what genre of book is the Book of Mormon? Um, is it... Um, is it history? Is it, um, you know, of course, a lot of critics will say that it's that it's fiction, but is it is it meant to tell a story? Is it a memoir? Is it a memoir? <laughs> um, and as we wrestled with it, one of the things that we came up with that was interesting is what if it's a biography, um, not of the characters of the Book of Mormon, not of Nephi or Mormon, uh, but of the Savior. This is what, this is a biography of what Jesus did in this particular place of the world from 600 BC or 2000 BC, if you look at the Jaredites, all the way to 400 AD. And so to look for his his attributes, his character, his personality, you know, Jesus does things like this. He says things like this. He doesn't do things like this. Number two, emphasize the example of Jesus Christ. Um, so as you read stories in the Book of Mormon to think about other examples from him, Jesus's ministry that that, uh, that story reminds you of. Three, look for types and shadows of Jesus Christ. Anything that seems um, 
symbolic of him. Number four, uh, highlight and notice any flat-out testimonies of him uh, written by the people that are experiencing uh, his, his tender mercies, his power, his miracles. And then five, recognize his own efforts to reach out in our own personal lives. And so those five tips, I think, are maybe just some practical ways to find uh, find Christ in the Book of Mormon. Or maybe like you mentioned before, I, I know I think I've, like you've mentioned, President Eyring has done that with like the different topical studies. Um, but I think there's been a lot of people mentioning some sort of a study that way. So there's so many ways that we can, um, maybe I think when we're thinking of scripture study, we should always remember that like the why I should read anything is because I'm trying to spiritually connect to God, to Jesus Christ, to understand them more. Um, and maybe I'm just saying this for myself, but I'm thinking even just remembering like every time that I sit down or I'm listening as I walk or whatever to the scriptures is like, how can I learn more about Jesus Christ? Cause that's what I want to come into my study doing. So I think that's one thing I'm going to do is, come in with that purpose, or maybe even ask myself, like, why am I reading today? It's because I want to learn this, or I want to look for this. That's really good. Well, anything else you have to say? I don't think so. Why should I read the Book of Mormon? Um, we'll be excited to hear what, what ideas you come, these listeners come up with as well. Um, and we will be back soon with our next question. Yep.